I love asking questions. Do you? If you do, guess what? Today is Ask Terry Anything. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. Hey, I just want to give you a heads up. Choo-choo trains are a-coming, so I... Uh, as good as any given sound system might be, amplification, microphone connection, blah, 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 uh, you just might hear the whistle of a train blow in the distance. Did you hear that? <laughs> just as I spoke. Oh, that's called timing, folks. Hey, how are ya? Uh, I have had a little collection of Ask Terry Anythings and uh, questions that have come in. But I did want to talk about something first before I got into that. Um, I am of the age, this is a bit TMI, getting ready to head your direction. TMI, if you don't know what that means, it's too much information. I think that's a tattoo somewhere on my bottom. Too much information uh, might come from me once in a while. Uh, I am of the age where uh, it is time uh, to have a uh, colonoscopy. Now, I was late in having my very first colonoscopy by a year or so. And they wanted me to have uh, a colonoscopy again in five years because when they go up there and they take a look at things, they're looking for things called polyps. Again, I reminded you this was TMI. And I had a couple polyps. They were non-cancerous. So I'm going back in to have a colonoscopy on Wednesday, I think. I don't really know what day it is. Um, I have to take a look. But it's this week. And so you got to go through that lovely Roto-Rooter, clean everything out, uh, you know, which isn't as bad as some might think. You know what I mean? I know everyone makes these jokes about, oh, I've got a colonoscopy. Or, not everyone, but everyone of the age. Um, Preventative-wise, actually, I think your very first one now is supposed to be at 45. So if you're 45 years and older and you not, have not had one, get yourself there, okay? Come on, y'all. Um, but I, I've got to tell you, I am a little bit of a weirdo. Uh, in general, which I don't think that's a shock to you, right? Right? But I am sort of looking forward to it. Whatever, first of all, the rooms are super cold. And um, I don't know, maybe I'm like a side of beef. I just want to be hanging in a refrigerator. I want to hang out in something chilled down to a nice 32 degrees. That would work for me. Um, stuff doesn't jiggle as much at 32 degrees. So anyway, first of all, it's nice and cold and cool. And then I'm, um, I'm super interested in people. So there's several people coming in to talk to you. And though they're asking me questions that have to do with, um, you know, things that you wouldn't launch into at the grocery store, I still somehow am able to find out where people are from and what have you. And I remember, 
um, the uh, anesthesiologist came in the last time I had it done and we started visiting and I asked him questions and he was from Puerto Rico and um, I have a good friend from there and we were just visiting and and uh, he said, hey, 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 I'm supposed to be asking the questions. I'm And I was like, ha, 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 I got you. Um, but let me tell you about the little druggy that they give you to make you a little bit night-night. I feel like I did essentially sort of fall asleep for a little bit. But on the way there from the uh, waiting room, you know, the little curtain that surrounds you, down the hallway to the room that they do the procedure in, um, I was feeling mighty fun. I was super talkative and um, just in a really good mood. Oh, how I wish wish vegetables would produce that response in me or in us, right? Uh, but this um, this gentleman, you know, was, uh, I'm sure, appeasing me in some way and asking me my questions. And as we got into the room and they're covering me up, I just had this one thought that when I kind of start to go, I think they told me, now that I remember a little bit, yeah, I think they told me I might slip under, like that they were going, I know that some people say that they were awake for all of it. I'm kind of glad I wasn't because I would have been uber self-conscious, but um, right before I felt that I might be going night night, I did ask the room. Now, you guys, um, when we're out asleep and you're doing what you've got to do down there, um, do you talk about our butts? And I was turned on my side and facing the um, anesthesiologist, and he just looks at me with a heavy Puerto Rican dialect and said, no. And that's all I remember. No. But um, then I woke up and just still felt really good. Uh, you know, I mean, the news was, hey, we found a few things and we sort of zipped them off. I think there were two little small polyps and just that just means we want to see you in sooner than not. But so I'm kind of looking forward to that experience here in a few days. And it's not as bad as you think it is. If you have one coming up or you need to make that phone call and schedule one, go do it. Um, you know, for in, in terms of, of tests and things, I would take that, that over a mammogram. Um, but, uh, isn't it interesting the, the effort that it takes, at least I'm speaking from my perspective to take care of ourselves kind of do the things that we know we need to do. It's like, I mean, there might be some that are much more diligent than me and I'm decent about it, but I have to really break it down that, wait, no, this needs to be done. If this is, oh goodness, hold on. I am so sorry. My girl Dixie, she is a watchdog and a half. And there was something, someone, you know, in Arizona now, if if you live here and, and even if you don't, it has now dropped to somewhat of a reasonable temperature and the nighttime, uh, dusk, whatever, um, it's early evening here. It, uh, it's, you know, quite lovely. So the door is open and, um, someone came and knocked. Oh my gosh, 
that came and knocked. And as you could hear, Dixie was going to take a piece of their calf. Uh, they came and knocked because they were taking a survey and they wanted to speak with my husband. Uh, and I, th- I had to tell him he's not here. Anyway, um, I was ba- I'm back and I was just speaking about the effort that it takes to um, to do the right thing for ourselves. And uh, so I, uh, though I kind of divulged a little TMI there, I think I also just want to say let's do the things that we need to do because it is about this life that we are given and. Um, you know, boil it down to the 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 simplest positive note you can take away from it. And that is, it's an investment that we're making in ourselves and in our lives. The end, I think that needs to be a bumper sticker for me. Um, I have some Ask Terry Anything uh, questions here. And I, uh, two in particular, that kind of uh, struck me a little bit. Wow, this might be one of those nights. Um, the, the, hold on, let me reel her in. Well, third time's a charm. Uh, one of the um, questions actually really had me processing. Uh, the question, it was read a little longer than, um, than it needed to. They were just giving some background and, and also just curious about um, this particular part of my life. They, they had asked if I, pref- would pref- if I had a, an opportunity to um, star in a feature film or direct a feature film, what would I prefer to do? And, you know, there was a day that I would have said flat out that I would have preferred to star in one and uh, without really giving it much thought. One, I really do love being in front of a camera. For instance, this week, one of my good friends was having some um, pictures taken, some lifestyle kind of shots, and I had passed along my dear friend's name, Reg uh, Madison, a photographer, and um, I stepped in on the photo shoot a little bit and just visited, but, um, I love having my picture taken and it's not because I'm thinking this is such a beautiful specimen. Someone really needs to be taking some pictures of her. I just always have. Uh, if you remember me sharing with you that I, when I was very young, my, um, mother, um, and father, uh, took me um, in to do a screen test for something and uh, yada, yada, got an agent and had my um, portfolio taken. And I remember that being one of the most vividly exciting times in my childhood. I loved every second of it. Other than the fact that I wanted to make sure that the photographer wasn't seeing me change. We were in a loft area and there was just nothing around me, no doors to close. And I was like, okay, let's make this happen fast, mom, because I don't want anyone peeking in on me. But I really love having my picture taken. And, you know, it kind of makes me sound like maybe I'm vain and that's not it. It's the process of communicating. I just really like to communicate. 
I love to do that in all sorts of ways. And I think having your picture taken is an opportunity to communicate something about um, myself or ourselves. That speaking with your person, your body, your eyes, the energy that you have about you to a camera that's just capturing it a second at a time. I don't know, something super intriguing about that. But um, so being in front of a camera, whether it's rolling and in a, in a film setting, television, still, I really like that. I like that opportunity to try and communicate something um, with a look, with a brow, with a subtlety, with a tone in my voice. Um, so I would think that I probably would still lean to that, but maybe not as quickly as I once would. Like I said at the beginning of this conversation, I also love the creating and seeing something from the beginning to the end and being able to weigh in on what that would look like. So directing a film, though I sometimes get nervous with extra responsibility when something rests on my shoulders. Um, I The older I get, the less I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> but I think that the creative extension cord that's provided, it's not just plugging in um, to my creativity, but it allows for, a, you know, a longer tether to, um, move about the project with my thumbprint on it. I think that I would really love to experience that as well. Plus I do love to collaborate. I love to bounce things off of other people And in that film setting, you know, you have so many folks that you're communicating your vision with and through from the wardrobe department and hair and makeup and lighting and sound and set and um, not to mention the actors and all of that that goes into making a film. I, I love partnering with people. I love doing things in a group. Remember... Remember the Winnebago story that when I was young, we sat around and told each other when you were in junior high what car we wanted. Did you ever do that? Uh, I wanted, I want a Camaro, and I want a. I remember someone wanted a Carmagia, and a VW Bug, and a big Ford truck, and I wanted a Winnebago. And I didn't really think anything about saying that. And my friends just busted a gut, laughed so hard about me saying that. But the, I had to explain myself, and it is still so true, that the reason I said I wanted a Winnebago is because of the ability to take people with me. And that is so me. That is so who I still am. I love that thought of having folks with me doing something, working together on a project, traveling together, whatever that is, traveling from point A to point B, literally or uh, proverbially, um, I like the group thing. So all of that to say, said person who asked me, which would I prefer? I think because my earliest love for communicating has to do with being in front of a camera, I think that I would still say that, but I gave you the fullest answer 
that I could give that I really am very curious and would really love to also be behind the camera in the role of a director. Um, And if anyone's listening that's in a position for either one of those roles uh, to serve in, whether as a a lead actor in a film or directing something, uh, you know where to find me. What do you guys think of Ask Terry Anything? I love it personally. Um, I, it's kind of like drawing something out of a hat, you know, not really knowing what's going to come, but also, um, being open to whatever it is that someone might want to hear. You know, there's, um, a decent amount of listeners that listen to the podcast and I'm, and from other countries. And that absolutely thrills me. Like, it just kind of makes me feel weird that people are sharing and passing along um, the podcast. But uh, because I love asking questions, I think that the root of that is involved in the process of me answering questions. So I am drawn to it as well. I have a range of things that I think people tend to ask me. They do ask me questions about things that would be related to my um, career. And uh, this one question, though, has not ever been asked or hinted to um, about me being uh, a sister and would I have wanted to have had more siblings. Um, I have one um, one younger brother, Mark Summers, and they also said, did I want, would I have preferred to not be the oldest? It was, uh, coming out of, there was a birth order book and someone was quoting the gist of the birth order book. And then this question came and, um, I've just, I have not had anyone ever come anywhere near that kind of line of questioning, but it is really weird that they did because I specifically remember thinking when I was little, I didn't want any more. <laughs> I didn't want any more babies around. Uh, my brother was born when I was four, and I really adored him. Um, and I wanted to keep it just like that. There was something about the combination of me and Mark, and even still to this day, there's. I was just thinking about this the other day, which is why I went back and searched through the asked Terry anything and found this one question. Uh, my my brother had to travel with his family. He was, you know, blessed enough to be out of town on a lovely retreat that was a gift to his um, wife. And there was um, a concern about someone watching their dog. They'd had plans, but the plans kind of shifted. And so I just said, hey, I'll, you know, it was last minute, but we'll, uh, we'll do what we can. We'll I'll come down and stay at your house and watch the dogs so they can be in their own environment. And just, I mean, I'm sure a lot of siblings do that for each other. I'm not saying that that is a telltale sign of how close we are. But when I was little, he was, we were, he, first of all, he was so cute. He was so cute. Dark brown, little dark eyed, warm, big cheeked little boy. Um, We're Native American, remember? And he 
his coloring definitely um, speaks to that. And he was just sweet and had a vivid imagination. He played a lot uh, by himself. Because um, we know we did, and I think I regret this too, because I think it, it might have made him grow up feeling a little bit lonely, but I was his older sister, and I loved to do things like draw and read. And he loved to do army men and, um, you know, that kind of thing, um, play outside. And, you know, though we had a, um, a pool and we were outdoor people, I wasn't necessarily inclined to go lay in the dirt and blow things up. But, um, I know he and my cousin Hugh, you know, would put firecrackers and things and blow stuff up, you know, stuff that little boys sometimes want to do. Uh, but I, I did adore him and I, the, the closeness of the relationship, I just remember thinking there could be, if there was ever a possibility of another kid coming, it would jack everything up. And I didn't want a sister. I really liked having a a brother and I think I still kind of hover in that realm. Not that there's a problem with, uh, girls for me or women. Um, but there was just, uh, I learned a lot about my own self by having a brother and I wouldn't have traded that for the world. And, and like I said, I thought through that question, even before someone asked me all these many years later, and and no one's ever asked me that. No one's ever asked me that. Uh, would I have preferred to have had more siblings? Um, I, I think maybe uh, t- to address the age, I might have wanted to have someone older than me. It's kind of hard to imagine now, though, you know, get, having lived the um, role of the older sibling or the firstborn. I come with everything that is classically firstborn for the most part. Um that's typical of a firstborn, I think. And um, so I think just because of that, it would be kind of cool to see how that would have changed if I hadn't have been the firstborn. But to succinctly, (laughs) did you think I was going to succinctly do anything? Oh gosh, y'all. So sweet. So silly and so sweet of you to succinctly get to a conclusion. How about that? Um, I did not want any of their siblings. I really absolutely adore and adored my younger brother, Mark. Um, and it was kind of perfect in that way. I didn't want it to change. Now he may have. Um, you know, he had a gaggle of children, so that might've been his way of rewriting history. But, um, I loved being his sister and I didn't have a desire for anything to be other than that. So thank you for asking that question and help me go down, uh, memory lane a little bit. It was a really cool one for me just to kind of confirm what it was I knew inside myself. How about you? All you folks that are listening, do you have siblings? Did you want more siblings? Less? 
Did you like where you fell in the family? How did that affect you? That'd be a great podcast, actually, Birth Order. You know, it has has some real uh, markers on us, leaves some real markers on us. I, um, I would love for you, I'm not down to the bottom of the barrel, but I would love to get some more Ask Terry Anything questions. You can email them directly to me. It's terrysummers at gmail.com, T-E-R-E-Y-S-U-M-M-E-R-S at gmail.com. Or you can go to terrysummers.com forward slash. I I heard the other day you don't say forward slash anymore. I've only always had to say that like in voiceover work, but let me go back and correct myself terrysummers.com slash see old dogs can learn new tricks terrysummers.com slash podcast um and there's a way to get uh to me through that too um it all ends up coming through email so whatever send me your questions ask terry anything And really, you know, I don't think I've ever had anything I thought, oh, I can't answer that or I'm not going to answer that. So I will pretty much answer anything as the title suggests. This has been a lovely time of spending a little conversation uh, with you and I look forward to... um, to next week. I am trying to make a connection with my friend, Brian Argo. We have, uh, we had a hiccup in his interview. He's the friend that went into the hospital about a year ago, a little more than a year ago. Um, and right around this time, he was about in the middle of his stay in the hospital. He stayed 90 days for COVID, was on a ventilator 45. It was like rolling on a roller coaster every day, as we would learn from his wife, Karen, when she would write in Caring Bridge about the, his progress. But um, I am trying to coordinate with them so that we can get a final interview from Brian, actually, and hear his side of this saga, this really, this miracle story. And he is still um, coming out of the throes of many health challenges that came as a result of COVID and the process of trying to survive that. Uh, He was literally knocking at, not to be dramatic, death's door. But we're trying to get um, that coordinated so that he can come back on and tell his story. And it will probably, you know, we're going to let the old recording roll so that he can get out everything that he really would like to share. There's so much. I'm so, I'm sure that it can't uh, be encapsulated in any kind of podcast episode, but we're sure going to try. So be looking for that. And um, I sure love spending time with you guys. It is a highlight of my week. Thanks so much. And until we meet again, welcome back to the Terry Summers podcast. (laughs) 